0: symbol of excellence in sports entertainment the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production Instructions. Kim Chi, whether this guy follows him or not is something else. Oh, look at this, another power display. Kamala coming off the ropes, look out. Big play. It could be all over right here now. Just at the last split second, champion able to kick out. The three-count was on the way down. You don't get any closer than that. The Garden erupting here as Kamala continues to go to work on the back of the champion. Uh-oh. The holster is honking up. That adrenaline is flowing through that massive body of his. He's about to explode. Chop right between the eyes. Oh, look at that. And the Hulk retaliates with two double chops. A big right hand. And here comes Kamala, right at you. Champion going to work on the big guy now! Rabbing him from pillar to post! Irish whipping. I hope the ring stays up all Followed him in nicely with a close line. He hasn't had Kamala down yet though, has he? Oh, look at this! A possible slam! Oh, he got him! Down. oh look at that the wizard pulling the leg of the champion from the outside and the hulsters got him by the throat in the meantime referee distracting the referee kimchi with his hands oh look at that he should climb that top rope now being held down his legs being hooked by the wizard, Kamala now. About to give another splash, yes. Referee's calling for the bat. Talk about triple team action. And there goes the referee, out onto the concrete. Look at this, Kim Chi and Kamala to go to the top in the meantime. The legs of the champion. And now the arms being held. That's 500 pounds plus. And the champion just jerked them both together. And Kamala's caught now. He's trying to come down. And the hunkster nails him. Oh, it's the Wizard. All to the top rope, down to the concrete. It's the Hulkster going Bananas here in the Garden. He's taking on all three of them. And now it's Kim Chi, And he's on it there. And the Hulkster's got his belt back again. We still don't have any kind of official notification Referee just gave it to our ring announcer!
1: Hello and welcome to the Hogan Era Podcast. I am your host, JP and John Paz. is, of course, part of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire feed. And the central figure part of the Hogan Era, of course, is the immortal one himself, Mr. Hulk Hogan. Each and every week on the show, we talk about how not only... Was he the god of wrestling, the Babe Ruth of wrestling, but his era in wrestling, the golden era in wrestling, which we, of course, called the Hogan era, was the best era in wrestling. And each week here on the show, we're talking about all the big feuds that he had, and we're kind of going through a bunch of them, and there's been a bunch of great ones. we talked about Andre the Giant. We've talked about Ric Flair. We've talked about Macho Man. We've talked about Roddy Piper. Well, here's another very, very interesting one today. We're talking about the Ugandan giant, Kamala. Not really a particularly long feud, although it did last if you if you look at it years-wise. I mean, 84, 86, 87, I mean, there there is a part of this feud where it is longer than you think. But to me, it's one of those things where it just showed the power of Hulkamania at this point where any monster, any big guy that was kind of feuding with Hulkster, would get a lot of interest. It would get a lot of house show buzz. They would sell out arenas all over the world. It was one of those things where, okay, Hogan versus monster is a great formula. I know we talked about on the show too before how Hogan Savage isn't Hogan versus a monster. Hogan Orndorf isn't. Hogan Piper isn't. But that monster formula is something that Vince kind of went back to a lot. He liked it with Bundy, obviously. Big John Studd, Andre the Giant, one-man gang, big boss man. And here with Kamale. he just liked that formula for whatever reason. Earthquake, of course, it just seemed to work well for, for Vince and work well for Hulk. It was almost like, okay, this guy is bigger than Hulk and you can really make Hulk look vulnerable. Hulk really will have to sell a lot, which he was excellent at, just a great seller. So, one of those things where I don't know. It's like I I love this feud, but maybe it should have been longer. You know what I mean? Maybe it should have had more of an impact or maybe it should have been a part of bigger shows. But we'll talk about kind of what it leads into and just the significance of it. It kind of just shows you where it could have led, because when you're talking about WrestleMania three and building up to WrestleMania three, A lot of Hogan's house show matches, of course, were not against Under the Giant. A lot of those house show matches were against Kamala, and they're selling out places, and they're really doing big-time business really all over the place. If you look at it, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I guess Kamalik is somewhat of a draw here for the Hulkster because... They're selling out arenas, whether it be Canada, New York City, or Philly. I mean, they're selling out arenas everywhere, and it's Hogan-Kamala. And it's all leading up to Hogan versus Andre. But people had interest in Kamala. And I think that if you look at the, the history of it, Hogan did love Kamala. And Kamala loved the Hulkster. And I want to break bring up that kind of important caveat, because I guess that could be an elephant in the room to some people. But I wanted to bring this up. Here's an old interview from James Harris himself, a.k.a. Kamala. When all that racism stuff came up, he said, that's not the Hulk Hogan I know. Hogan always treated me like a gentleman. Matches featuring Hogan and myself drew sellout crowds in in arenas all across the country, including New York's Madison Square Garden in 1986 and 87. Hulk Hogan often expressed concerns that Harris wasn't being compensated fairly during the main event run. Kamala continued to say, he genuinely cared about me. He was my friend. He did tell me, brother, I'm getting my money. I hope you're getting yours because you're putting asses in the seats. When it came to our matches, he valued my input. He'd always say, what do you want to do out there, brother? I would tell him, and then we'd go out there and do it. He's a sweetheart of a guy. He also said that he wasn't angry when he learned that Hulk had been secretly recorded using those slurs during that sex tape uh, transcription from the National Enquirer. He said Hogan simply got caught with a hidden recorder and said something he probably didn't mean, which I'm pretty much in in alignment there with him. It's just one of those things where I remember he was getting interviewed a bunch after that happened. And I know we I interviewed him after that and asked him and he said, nope. Not a lot of racist, great guy. Loved Hulk, um, so I mean he's like the perfect guy to kind of point to because not only did he know Hulk forever, he had a feud with Hulk. So it's like, all right, well, who would know Hulk better than you? So just interesting. I Wanted to throw that out there because I know it's something that somebody out there is probably thinking about as far as that. Now Hulk, as far as Kamala. He said, very sad. Of course, this is after Kamala had passed away last year. Very sad for the passing of the great Jim Kamala Harris. As for as with everyone else, I always asked him if it was okay for me to to guillotine him on in, in some of the struggles. As the office would ask me to, Jim always said, let's keep making money. He was a very kind soul. May my older brother rest in peace. Only love for you. So Hulk had very nice things to say about Kamala. Obviously, he remembered him very, very well. So the thing here is with the Hogan era, like I said, there's monsters, there's beasts, there's big feuds. And obviously, Kamala fits that big time, fits that one of them. Kamala makes his debut in the WWF, 720-1984, defeating Max Blue. He'll also re-debut almost, so to speak, because he leaves for over a year, comes back eight twenty six. 1986, he defeats Tommy Sharp on his return there. So that just kind of makes sense to, to what we're talking about here in the Hogan errors because he's there in 1984. He'll have a brief little uh, feud with the Hulkster or a brief little title match, and then he'll come back 86 and 87 and kind of really continue what we thought was going to be started with that original feud. So the first match that these guys had, 1984. Hulk Hogan versus Kamala ends in a double countout in the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. So, what I meant there was I was kind of thinking, okay, if he goes to a double countout with Hogan, this is a World Heavyweight Championship match. Hogan's the man, Hogan's the champion. He's not losing. I mean, uh, Hogan's not going over clean here. It's pretty, pretty kind of remarkable. And it's kind of pretty crazy to think, like, okay, interesting. I, I, I kind of you know, maybe see where they're coming from there. But it was one of those things where, like, okay, they're definitely keeping Kamala strong. They're keeping him strong for a reason. I mean, he really didn't lose for a while until the end of 84 when he kind of started his feud with Andre the Giant. And a bunch of those matches were no contest, no contest, and they would have a countout. I mean, it was one of those things where Andre really, until the end of the year, wasn't really getting the best of Kamala and towards, you know, uh, november october really andre starts getting some wins at a bunch of the house shows and a bunch of the live events but you would think that okay if andre's beating him eventually well hulk didn't it's so interesting okay so just i don't know just one of the things that just keeps in my mind is like okay that keeps him strong for future title shots against hulk because hey hulk never really beat it was a double cannon the first match in 84 never kind of continued he then went on and had a bunch of wins against a ton of other guys, and then he would have a feud against Andre the Giant, which was pretty even even Keely even sided, and then all of a sudden Andre towards the end of the year would get a bunch of wins in a row. But if you think about it, all right, he's he's losing Andre. No sweat there, no problem. But keep that in the back of your head. He did not lose to the Hulkster. So when he comes back in eighty six, like I mentioned made his debut back in a re-debut really in August. He's kind of going through. He's really beating everybody. He's pretty much undefeated for quite a while. I mean, he'll get some count-out losses or some DQ losses, but nothing where I would really consider a real loss. I mean, these are not clean losses by uh, any stretch of the imagination. So then November 30th, 1986, For the WWF Championships, Hulk Hogan defeats Kamala by DQ at the Maple Leafs Garden in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So again, keeping Kamala pretty damn strong. So then we go to 12-6-1986. Hulk Hogan defeats Kamala for the WWE Championship or retaining his championship at the Boston Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. This was, of course, on the Nesson Network which was great that they would do that back in the day. Talked about that many times in the show. Love those kind of local access TV where they had, you know, the Boston garden, the Philly spectrum, Madison square garden. They'd have everything lined up and you get pretty damn cool. Pay-per-view quality quote unquote pay-per-view quality matches or main event quality matches on these house shows that were really live events how shows everyone to call them, but they were really much more than that. They were huge TV deals, especially in certain markets. You know, in the Boston market, any Boston Garden show was huge. In New York, of course, the Madison Square Garden on the MSG network was huge, and the Philly Spectrum shows were huge as well, which we'll we'll get into here as well. So, if you think about it, with Kamala, like I mentioned, okay, so he's going to eventually start feuding Hogan again, like I mentioned, '86. So Kamala did have that brief stint in the wfa 4 which is fine. Then he feuded with Andre, which I mentioned. So he would kind of go to several different promotions, almost hone the character. If you don't know the story of Kamala, it was really created by Jerry Jarrett, and he really shot a lot of vignette, vignettes in his backyard. He's basically, okay, he's a cannibal from Africa, even though he's really James Harris, the truck driver from Mississippi. They thought of this character Jerry Jarrett did in Memphis and really kind of honed it and was great and kind of did his thing for a while. Then he went to WF eighty four for a short stint, then came back in 86 after a bunch of different promotions, including Memphis again, and then in Japan. And I think 86 was kind of just when he was really ready for that major heel push. I mean, I kind of wanted to say that before I should have probably said that before I got into 86, but I feel like when he came back in 86, that was when he was truly monsters and he was really ready for the major push. I think he was really able to be a main event heel in 86 and 87 and making this feud with Hulk Hogan really more viable. I just thought that they had great chemistry. Kamala was a legit threat he was very scary and just the character itself. He didn't quite know where he was coming from. He didn't quite get, you know, like this guy is just a savage as cannibal. I think he might kill Hogan. You know, I think he might just destroy this guy. So I thought that with Hogan and Kamala having those several matches against each other, Kamala, even we'll get to this. will even able to be able to defeat the Hulkster at one point, uh, via countdown at a house show in Toronto, Ontario. So to me, it's, it's I don't know, it's one of those things where uh, I think that it, that he could have, I don't know, maybe done more with Hulk, but I think it was kind of like the perfect feud or almost like what Hogan kind of needed at that time because you need those main event feuds to kind of get you from one place to another. You need that kind of, not filler feud, because I think it that kind of demeans a little bit. It's much bigger, much more grand than a filler feud, but you need that connecting feud or those connecting feuds to kind of lead you to the next thing. And this was all leading up to Andre and you're building up to this big feud against Andre the giant, which is the biggest feud ever in the history of the wrestling business. You kind of need something big to hold that together and create a bridge where people are interested in Hogan, interested in whatever he's doing and make it even more interesting when Andre turns on him and they have that bitter feud. So I just think it's great. Uh, Kamal, like I said, did end up getting a kind of victory over him in Toronto, Ontario, December 28th, 1986. Hogan would obviously continue to cement his legacy as the WWF champion, but I think Kamala was a very part, important part in him remaining one of the most popular superstars in the Hogan era, obviously in the 80s in the WWF. I think that people hated Kamala so much, they feared him so much that they really just loved the Hulkster that much more. Even though Hogan obviously is a huge guy, and a massive guy. Kamala just had that look to him, and had that appeal. In, in the feud eighty six and eighty seven, it was almost like Hogan was like a real, true underdog. And obviously, you would see that other feuds against big men. But he had that certain cannibalistic, that savage, that that crazy gimmick to him that you really believe that you know Hogan was going to lose to him. And this was to me, this was peak Kamala. This was Kamala at the the greatest part of his career. A lot of people kind of think that Kamala. Could have had a longer run with Hogan. I I totally agree. A lot of people say Kamala one of Hogan's greatest rivals. Uh, if you think about all the greatest rivals of of Hulk Hogan, you know Kamala definitely. I mean, we're we're doing this episode. We're on episode eighteen. I mean, it's pretty high up there. I, I do think very highly uh, of Kamala. And these two would go on and they would meet a total of forty times in the WWF. Like I mentioned, eighty four, two eighty seven later Hulk Hogan recommended Kamala for WCW, which they kind of just a brief little rivalry here. They wrestled the main event, the stories of, you know, maybe Bischoff underpaying Kamala, or, you know, it's kind of going on the radar. Obviously it has nothing to do with Hulk. He doesn't control payments or anything like that or whatever. It just didn't work out for him. But Hulk got him into WCW and, and hoping that he would kind of stay there and, and become a bigger part of the dungeon of doom. It only lasts for a few months really. But, uh, as far as WCW and Dungeon of Fume concerned, I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing for Kamala to kind of to stay away from that. Not the greatest uh, gimmick in the world, uh, for sure. So in the boom period of the WWF, the Hogan era, really a huge boom in Canada and the USA for, for not only TV, but for the live events, the house shows. It was, that was big business. 86 and 87 were being pretty much the years where That was kind of the launching pad, if you think about it, especially leading up to WrestleMania three, which was the ultimate launching pad. It was the biggest point ever in the history of the business. I don't know if it's ever been a match since. Yeah, they've had some WrestleManias where they've had some big crowds, but I don't know. That's just because it's WrestleMania and people are going. They're just really not fans. Just look at the numbers. They're not really fans. They're just kind of fans once a year. They're living off past legacies, and they're living off the past legacy of Hogan and Andre, to be honest. To be be frank, I just don't think that – you know they're a real, you know, real fan base right now. It's almost inflated just around WrestleMania. They draw well, and and that's it. They're not really watching the program. They're just interested in WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania. Why is it WrestleMania? Because of the Hulkster. So Hogan and and Kamala did have a good relationship. They were friends. Just want to talk about some other kind of big time matches that they had. 12-26-1986, Hulk Hogan defeats Kamala via DQ at about seven minutes on the MSG network in Massa square garden. One 11, 1987, a part of a huge house show in the Maple leaf gardens. Once again, Hulk Hogan defeats Kamala in about seven minutes again in a steel cage match. So I mean, this is the precursor. I mean, this is building to Hogan versus Andre here. So this is important. You have to have big shows. Then again, Hulk Hogan defeats Kamala in a no DQ match at MSG. 1 19 1987. Then, for the Prism Network, which is of course Philly Spectrum in Philly, PA, Hulk Hogan, the WB champion, defeats Kamala about six minutes and 20 seconds by a DQ. Then they go back to the Philly Spectrum 3 14 1987. Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper defeat Kamala and Paul Ondorf in about nine minutes. Wow, what an awesome match that is! Think about how random. I used to love just having these random matches and like Hogan and Piper teaming together. I mean, really, really good stuff there. Then we get another just random tag match in a house show. 3-16-1987 at the Mick Nichols Arena in Denver, Colorado. Hulk Hogan and the Crusher defeat Kamala and the Hockey Talk Man. What an interesting team that is. Then, as we kind of fast-forward just a little bit here, I know I mentioned they have over 40 matches. I'm just mentioning some of the highlights and some of the real key matches that they've had along the way. So Hulk Hogan and Coco, beware! Defeat Kamala and Hoggy Man in 14 minutes, 30 seconds at the Memorial Auditorium in Buffalo, New York. How random is that team? Hogan and Coco. Wow, that's, uh, that's great. And then, of course, the last meeting between them, 627, 1987, Hulk Hogan defeats Kamala at a house show in the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. Great stuff there. Great to know that they had a great relationship and a great rapport and great chemistry. They're always great friends. And I think that Hulk really kind of valued Kamala. I mean, he valued a lot of those guys. I like, I talked to Kevin Sullivan every week. He would say, like, okay, people will complain, like, why is beefcake getting a push? Why is Duggan getting a push? This person, that person. Well, Hogan had so much influence. Yes, he's going to help out his friends. Yes, he wants to do that. But he literally would show a track record. Hey, look, me and Beefcake in '85 sold out a bunch of stuff. I know you fast forward to 90, 1994, and maybe people weren't buying Beefcake as as much. You know, and maybe Hogan pushed the limits there. But you know, look at Kamala. He he went to bat for him and said, "Hey, man, look, we we draw here. Bring him into WCW. Obviously, it didn't really work out well, but." The thought was there, and Hogan wanted Kamala to be there. He was friendly with him, so Hogan would definitely protect his boys and protect his buddies and kind of show uh, a track record. It wasn't just like, oh, this guy's not a draw or or whatever. Hell, Duggan, when he was running the house show game and Hogan would do the A-Towns, Duggan was very popular doing the B-Towns and being the headliner. So obviously he had a big track record as well. It's one of those things where maybe timing is a little different or you know, doesn't necessarily add up as far as just being able to give the guys push a certain time, but he is going by track record. And with Kamala, he had a very strong track record. They sold out a bunch of venues, did really well. And like I said, was the precursor to really building up to WrestleMania three. So he kept people's interest. He kept people's interest in Hogan and they hated Kamala. So, I mean, he did his job and it was a great job. And I really think that that feud is underestimated by a lot of people. I think that it's a very important feud I think that the quote-unquote monsters are a great feud for Hogan to have, and I think Kamala is one of those great monsters. So, you know, just in closing, I think that this is one of those feuds where it probably could have went longer, probably could have done some more stuff, but Hogan did good business with a lot of guys. You kind of wanted to keep that train going, see, you know, see what hit, what missed, and kind of go from there. But Hogan-Kamala is a damn good feud, and it was damn important in WWF history. So let's head towards the plug. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website, tmptempire.com, and, of course, Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash tmptempire. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you right back here next week for the Hogan Era Podcast. See you next week, folks. brother.
0: but a trail of victims carried out on stretchers. He has been absolutely awesome, and I think if we can get a shot trailing Kamala, the wizard the lizard, with that tooth of Chaka Khan, as he Whatever calls it. Whatever it is, it's a weapon of some kind. Take a look at that kisser right oh. there. Here's a guy, Kamala, who recently put the lights up for George the Animal Steel. And literally put him in an ambulance and send him on his way to the hospital. I would really had a couple of different occasions to talk to the heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan and he admitted that he never thought he would see the day that a man like George the Animal Steele would have to be carried from the ring via stretcher. Let's go to our ring announcer. This match is one fall with a one hour. By the wizard, and assisted by Kimchi from Uganda, weighing 406 pounds, Kamala. Lee- in the corner as Kim Chi has Kamala. Now he's going to have to get out of there. Champion's going to have to take that belt and give it over to the timekeeper because, in fact, the title is on the line. He'll need every bit of power and strength that he has to try to conquer the power of Kamala. Durrell, a lot of people say that Kamara is the toughest test Hulk Hogan has ever had since becoming heavyweight champion. Kamara immediately off the ropes, and they both collide together like the immovable object, meeting the irresistible force. Champion coming up. Oh, look at that. Whoa. A He got caught in midair, but manages to nail him with a shoulder block as he comes back. And he's beating the wardrobe. Hulkster can't believe it. It's not too many times he comes off the rope with that shot, that he draws a short end of the stick. Well, the champ has got to be thinking in the back of his mind about what this guy can do to you should he get you in a compromising position and be able to come off that top rope with that splash. Oh, look at this. He almost got him up. That's 400 pounds plus that Hulkster He could well, as he went down, you could see him grab for that lower back area, and Kamala scoops up the champion like nothing, slams him down to the canvas. You wonder about the strength of Kamala. He picked up 305 pounds, you know, like it was a sack of potatoes. Champ down on the canvas, not the place to be with Kamala standing over you, putting those chops right in that lower kidney area. Oh, the first question there. Kamala showing a tremendous amount of agility that may be taking Hulk Hogan a bit by surprise. Oh, he brought that one all the way from the ropes, but the champion was gone. And another chop, and he ducks out of that one. Holster's on his feet. And he blocks one more. On those with the right hand, and another one of his own. And the big guy's really, look out. Quarter with the knee, right in the sternum. Still unable to knock the big guy down champ unloading with everything he's got. Oh, Albo. Really, Kamala, really, but not leaving his feet. The champ can't believe him. Setting him up now with some left hands. Around house right still, to all look at that. got up on the apron, and he gets nailed. Watch out, don't turn your back on this guy. Kamala with a double-axe handle right there in the cervical vertebrae area. And look at this. The wizard. Oh, the gorilla. wizard. Through Kamala that tooth. Or whatever that is. Oh, nailed him right between the eyes with it. The champion down. Referee preoccupied with Kim Chi. As the horn. I don't know. It might have busted the champ wide open. I can't tell yet. Right there, Gorilla. There's Blood coming out of the forehead of Hulk Hogan. The shark tooth of the wizard thrown in there to the blind side of the referee. Kamala used it and now the champ is busted wide open. Blood pouring out of his forehead. His capacity grab chatting Hogan. Hogan trying to urge Hulk Hogan on. It may be too late. the in a whole lot of trouble oh he's biting it give me a break power demonstration by come on Seen him. But Kamala stands virtually unhurt. Another joke hole as he's showing us that power that he possesses. Wizard screaming instructions from one side, Kimchi from the other. The big guy doesn't seem to be paying attention to either one of them. I don't really know for sure that he even understands English, Gorilla. We know he doesn't speak it. Shouting out instructions. Champ in a whole heap of trouble here in the Boston Park. Look at that ripping away, and he already broken open. Forehead of champion Hulk Hogan is Kamala. Champ tried desperately to get to his feet, he's made it,
1: but he's trapped
0: in the corner. An avalanche, and another avalanche by Kamala third one. Could be Four. the beginning of the end for the reign of the champion Hulk Hogan as he sprawled at the center of the ring on his back and Kamala now going to the outside. This has put every other opponent in his face on a stretcher. Kamala petering up there on the top rope, Look at the champion. He just crawled out of range. Very clever maneuvers. He couldn't make it to his feet. He just crawled out of range. What have you ever seen Hulk Hogan crawl away from a man? Did you call Kamala a man? Oh, well, he knew what kind of impact that splash would have been off the top rope. you could have kissed the championship goodbye. But Kamala still definitely in control of this matchup. Never seen the world's champion absorb this kind of punishment. Before. able to kick out enough to kick him off, as you mentioned, in the very last instant. History almost made here in the Boston Gardens as the Hub able to kick out on two and three quarters. But look at this. Oh, we've seen this before. That adrenaline flowing through the body of the Hulkster. He's hooking up right now. Kamala doesn't know what to make of it. Champion on his feet. Kamala looking for hope. The champ's about to explode. A right hand and another. Kamala staggered. And Iris whip and funnels him into the clothesline. A champ sees the blood and he's gone bananas. Kamala not able to do anything at this point to counter. There's the big poop. he's going to try to slam him again, he got him up, and a hunch off the roots, he drops the leg, over for the cover, two, it's over. 20,000 on their feet here in the Boston Gardens, Kamala doesn't know what happened you wonder why Hulk Hogan is the heavyweight champion of the world. Never have I seen the reason better displayed than what we saw here tonight, Gerrilla, at the Boston Garden. Met the biggest challenge of his career to date and put the guy away. Hats off, the world's heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan. The winner and still champion, Hulk What a hard fought victory. I thought this one was going away from the champ. It looked earlier on in the match like Kamala had everything going his way. And Barry came just that close to putting the guy away. But you're looking at the greatest living athlete in the world today, World's Heavyweight Champion, Hulk Hogan, and he's going to give these fans, Kenny exactly what they want. This is what they came to see the Hulkster at the end of the match, still heavyweight champion, and there it is, you talk about Hulkamania, right there. 20,000 plus on their feet, giving this man what he so richly deserves. And he is in tremendous shape, and only that tremendous physical condition enabled him, after that beating, to be able to come back. As I said, gorilla, never had I seen Hulk Hogan in more trouble than he was tonight in the Boston Guard, but you talk about a real American right in the center of the ring, right now. And you can bet, before this is all over, he'll be thanking the guy upstairs for bringing him to another one, and believe me, this was a tough one, and Hogan. Hulkamania- there's no question the beating he took tonight at the hands of kamala you can almost feel him drawing the strength from these Hulkamaniacs. there he goes thanking the guy upstairs the true heavyweight champion of the world an unbelievable specimen an unbelievable individual let's take a look at how the what put away this giant and this is well over 400 pounds of Kamala, the Ugandan head-under, and up he goes. And what goes up must come down at the hands of Hulk Hogan. The patented leg drop of Hulk Hogan right there. Wow. Reaches back, hooks that humongous leg. Referee there to make the count just as Kamala kicked out. But the three count was there on the victory. A very impressive one and probably the hardest fought battle in this young man's career. We'll be back.